Hello and welcome to Nerd Punches Nerd, the only podcast where a bunch of nerds pretend to physically fight over minor pop cultural minutia. Now today the nerd question of the day as we introduce ourselves is a suspiciously uh, simple one, let's say. If you could take any starship captain or spaceship or space shuttle or space station or space whatever the hell you want and switch it with another one, which one would you choose? Now, last time we went around alphabetically, so this time I want to go reverse alphabetically. Okay. So, that doesn't mean you, Benji. Oh, All right. Doggone it. So, I guess that means I'm first. Um, I'm Sam, and uh, my selection would be to take um, Zap Brannigan from Futurama, and I would put him in the Firefly universe, and... Uh, and I would like to, I really like to put him in charge of uh, an alliance ship, um, you know, like an alliance star cruiser or whatever they were called. Um, I think I think it would be uh, it'd be fun to see uh, how he handles that job, where he goes with it. Um, I guess he would he would have to take Kiff with him, of course, right? <laughs> of course. Can't imagine can't have Zap Brannigan without Kiff. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> so that that's my choice. That's a good I just one. Just wanted Nara. Well, you know, that guy, uh, Kip, is uh, really good with the ladies, like, unusually so. You remember the Amazons in Love episode, where everyone wanted to give him the old one-two-one-two? One, two? I, I vaguely remember that episode, but I don't really remember anything about Kip. Him as the most beautiful one will be punished by the large women, then the most beautiful women. Then large women again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. Go ahead, Jeremy. No, I'll go left. Okay, well, you're not following your own rule, but it's okay. So, I I think, you, as you might expect, for A, to be some overlap, B, for me to automatically go to the Firefly world, which is true, but as as much as I love Mal, as much, <laughs> yeah. as, as, much as I wanted Mal at first to be the captain... I was then thinking, what if I do a little do a little bit different? I do once again the Firefly universe, but I have Captain Sisko from Star Trek Deep Space Nine uh uh Captain the uh Firefly. Captain Serenity, oh. sorry. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing. I feel like Mal would not really be so great on a you know, on a you probably you agree with me, right? I don't think you'd be so great on like a big like enterprise or, or some sort of uh some sort of like big time spaceship. You know, he's a rough and tumble sort of guy, and although he has good leadership skills, probably can manage a little bit. I think I think Cisco is a is probably way more balanced. I think he could keep his composure um on the Firefly ship like when he would need to, you know, mm-hmm. or on a, on Serenity, so to speak. I mean, he did survive getting a a Borg attack. No, yeah, That's he's pretty good. He's he's one of the best captains ever. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's he's a badass. Well, I think uh, he's probably my favorite of the Star Trek universe ones, and yeah. Picard's number two. Really, he's your yeah. favorite over Picard. Cisco's the man. He's kind of underrated. Well, part of it is that I think Cisco has a better arc, 
And I think he's a more balanced character. Yeah. And Picard, the thing is, Patrick Stewart is, is, is just a really, really good actor. So he can, like, turn really crappy dialogue into really good dialogue, just, you know, using his voice, you know. I mean, I will admit... Mr. I Wolf, administer those lollipops immediately. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow, what a great episode. And then when you act, if you were to read the script, you would think, this is really stupid. And he's like, and Data, this is how you are more human. You are enjoying the Laughter. lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Cisco does have a great voice, too, but that what? show was also better written what's, in that sense. What's, what's that actor's name again? Avery Brooks. Yeah, he's he's just awesome, and his goatee is fantastic. Well, I mean, yeah, that that changed from season one to I, I don't remember if it was two right. or three, whichever one it was where he shaved his head and grew a goatee. It was like wow, yeah, it was the right decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't always work for everyone, but did for him. No. I think I think also I think you're right that he was a he, he was just he was just a little more vulnerable as a character. I mean, he was still a badass. He's a little more real than Picard. I think that's just the, 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 the basic the basic fact. But yeah, you know, you're right. Patrick Stewart just brought it to life. So. Plus he had a great relationship with his son, a lot of which was actually the actors pushing a lot of the time, where he tried to get storylines or subplots where he could deal with the you know, the guy who played the son. Right. Because he didn't think that there was much in the way of that kind of relationship between black characters in entertainment at all. Right. So those are both good choices. And I think Firefly in general is a very interesting area because it's very different from a lot of the other ones. You know, even though you could have sort of interesting combinations like putting like what would really change if you switched like Han Solo and, you know, Malcolm Reynolds really. Right. Not much. I mean yeah. you might be I, it's hard to say. It might be like slightly different in some ways, but I think that's one of those almost like, well, hmm, maybe he wouldn't have gotten captured by Vader, but maybe he would. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. So I guess what I'm going to do is a similar thing. I'd le- I think I would take Mal from Firefly and put him into Voyager because Janeway is awful. <laughs> so and I would make it up and for I the feel like, you know, especially in that crazy Delta Quadrant nonsense, they really need someone who's willing to, uh, you know, tread on interesting moral grounds without that crazy high ground that Janeway pretends to be, even though she does even worse. You know, yeah. the, well, to get my crew home, I could slaughter this innocent small child. But I guess I won't. But I will leave him to starve to death instead of doing anything to help either one of us. Yeah, because I mean, of morals. <laughs> and then it's like, come on. Well, I think, I think, uh, I think, I, I think that Mal would be able to. You're right, just about the Delta Quadrant being kind of crazy. I think Mal would be able to deal a little better with the, you know, with the the wild and predictable nature. Janeway was a bit too dignified. In the whole thing, and I'm remembering <laughs> the Simpsons scene. Remember that episode? I forgot what it was. Where the comic book guy is just trying to download, it's like a slow download of Captain Janeway naked, and he's like, "Come yes. on, sure, Captain Janeway." <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was the one where Homer becomes the king of the internet or tries to, oh, anyway. right. and he's like, "Hmm, the internet king. Maybe this will 
can help me have faster pornography. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, like, it's great because eventually he, he changes it, like, the name to Omni Global, Meganet, and Bill Gates comes to buy him out and it's like, wow, finally, we did it, Marge. And then it's like, buy him out, boys. And these two goons just break everything off his desk. And he's like, what are you doing? I thought you were going to pay me. I didn't get rich by writing a bunch of checks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, that was a classic. All right. So so I'm with you on that. I would. The only thing I would add is that um, if you're going to have Captain Mal in the Voyager universe, he probably should take Jane with him. I think he needs a little Jane uh, backup. Well, I mean, if we are moving people, like you said, you would bring Kip with you. I guess yes. that that's a fair thing. I mean, there's enough chicks there that, you know, he'd probably be able to handle that, especially once they got to, like, Seven of Nine. I Oh, my God. I would love to see an interaction between Jane and Seven of Nine. Yeah, that, that would be that would, hilarious. That would be fantastic. Right. Seven of Nine was a name. Call back to last episode or, or another episode, which is floating in the ether. Of where the rock tries to rock bottom, uh, seven of nine <laughs> in that amazing episode that was probably the worst amazing. of all time. Terrible. <laughs> uh, yes, the lost episode. Uh, yeah. but the lost, the lost episode of the podcast. I mean, not the lost episode of Voyager. No, I, I believe I'm probably one of 10, 12 year olds who watched the episode that, that the rock starred in on Star Trek Voyager <laughs> so, when he rock bottom seven of nine. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all because I think with the, the enough cross promotion, there probably were a bunch of 12 year old boys plus, who watched that. <laughs> plus, with the magic of the internet, you know, we can actually prove that this happened. Well, oh, that's I, true. I kind of want to watch this. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make. Oh, uh, YouTube! YouTube is a wonderful thing. Yeah. <laughs> rock bottom. <laughs> like he, he even, as I said, he it's, even, it's not rock he, bottom. It's space rock bottom. <laughs> space rock bottom. He even. Can you smell what the space rock is cooking? <laughs> even, no, because we can't smell in space. No, he even. He even uh, did the people's eyebrow in the episode. He did, like, like yeah. completely. Look at this. Between- he's got he's got a nice little uh, half suspender, you know, pec- yeah. pectoral belt thing going on. Yeah, he's and look at look at his uh, look at his head uh, too. There's the people's eyebrow. <laughs> I just love the idea of converting all. The wrestlers to space versions, but not- <laughs> and the, the Voyager crew is like laughing and applauding. This is so bizarre. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's the way it is because <laughs> space Stone Cold said so, or you know, the Undertaker as his Western space peace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just for anyone who doesn't know, there's an episode of Star Trek Voyager that The Rock starred in when when WWE was WWF still at the time. Was like kind of its height and SmackDown came around a little bit. And the thing is that I'm pretty sure they did it because SmackDown was on UPN. Actually, that's definitely why they did it. SmackDown. No, you were on... right. You were right the first time. It was after the change to WWE. I don't. Was think it you're really? Right. I don't think you're right. It was I really... no, 19... I doubt that. It was 1999. I... Oh my god! Yeah, he does do the people's eye. Like he does the whole fucking rock thing. Oh my god! It's. A... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, listen, if you're going to have, cause I think that was like pretty much a jump the shark season totally, even if you don't like the, 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 the series anyway, but that, 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 like, if you're going to have a jump the shark season, ha- at least go full force and put some wrestlers in it. 
You know, especially The Rock. I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway, so that was a hilariously terrible episode. But the point is, let's say, I feel like if Malcolm was around there, if Mal was in charge, they would have killed a lot more people. Yeah, but yeah. Well, that seems now, likely. If Janeway was switched into Firefly, though, my real question would be, how long would it take before she would get, you know, punched out by somebody? Well, do you think... Well, first of all, she's got to have some skills. So she's got to be able to do something. But, but like, are we assuming they have the same storyline, kind of? Like, was she a brown coat? In the- no, she would never be a brown coat. No, it's she would clearly switch. be in the Alliance. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, and she has that, that smug sense of, like, moral superiority, which I think would really fit very well with, with the, uh, with the Alliance. Right. Right. I think she would actually, she would actually be very successful. Yeah. Yeah. I think Zoe would hate her. Okay. But, but so, but, okay. What would the situation be like if she were in, if she were on Serenity, though? Well, let's, let's just say that they switched places, you know? Because of a space-time singularity smash. Okay. And suddenly, you know, they're both, let's say they're both early on. Like, you know, early on in both of the runs. So, you know, it's soon after River's on and soon after they get to the Delta Quadrant. Okay. I mean, I think maybe Janeway uh would be able to pose as someone from the Alliance and maybe pretend really well. So she might be able to get some better parts maybe for Serenity and make it... That's the thing. She'd probably make it look better and, and run a little better. You know what I mean? Like, probably make it more into, like, a standard ship. Mm-hmm. I think the crew would mutiny against Janeway, yeah. the crew of the Firefly. Like, yeah. they would they would just dump her out of an airlock or something like that. Or, in typical Joss Whedon fashion, they would all conspire against her, but Anara would sense that she has le- that Janeway has lesbian tendencies and would then knock her out or do something <laughs> in the scene. Am I right? I'm right. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, well, in the yeah. uh, Firefly future, lesbians are normal. Right, right. Yeah. So... So there you go. <laughs> well, so the thing is, if we say that like they, they get to switch people, then if Jane goes with Mal, then someone would have to come back with him. Okay. And I don't, I, I don't want it to be Neelix because I really want to see Mal get mad at him. Yeah. And sort of. Yeah. And, say, and you know, sort of say, "Hey, shut the hell up." Yeah. Or use some kind of horribly. Tr- Translated Chinese slang that nobody can pronounce. Fuego. It's like I think that sounds actually kind of Spanish. I think you know, but apparently well, I Alan guess Tudyk I would kind of. I mean, I I could. Yeah. I, I'll give two candidates. One one which would be like more serious, and one which would be like like a little sillier. I could actually see Tom Paris functioning very well in the Firefly universe. Yeah, because he's kind of a ruffian. Right. He's he but he also he has like, you know, he's not really bound by, um, you know, ethics in the same way that most Star Trek characters are. Which, which, which one and he's a, he's a survivor, you know, which one was he uh, Tom Paris was was the guy who was like a former Starfleet officer who then was involved in some can- scandal and was disgraced and, and was kicked off of Starfleet and ended up with um, 
he was I mean, he in, ended up he ended up with the with the the um that terrorist group, right? The he was in the brig in the beginning of Voyager. No, no, was he was he white? It was the Asian guy. Yes. No. The no, guy. no, the white guy. No, uh, the funny one is 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 um Harry Kim. <laughs> I would I would want to see Harry Kim on Voyager just just to see if like he would be Not like Voyager, completely you mean, useless. You mean I mean in, on 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 Firefly. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Like, he, he might do well. The question is, like, would he be completely useless or would he, like, adapt to his environment and actually be able to function and, and, and become a, you know, an effective crew member? Well, he'd hit on... Because it could go either way. He'd hit it on could all go the, either way. He'd hit on all the women, though. It would be a whole thing. He'd run, he'd run through all of them. Yeah, he was kind of horny. Like, yeah, well, that, right. Now, Harry, Harry Kim, though, he would, uh, you know, be not... He would, if he hit on anyone, he would be kind of crappy at it. Which means that, you know, Inara could potentially help him out with that. Right. It's like, well, I don't understand your you, morals. You know who I think could I think, also... I think Inara would probably give him some pity sex. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, I, let me show <laughs> you how this works. I, are you still a virgin at 47? <laughs> um, well, now, of course, the thing is, the funniest thing, but it wouldn't work, is if the doctor got to switch. You know, the hologram? Oh. Yeah. Right. Like if he had like with his computer holograph thing, partially because he couldn't really be hurt, except like by like real electronic interference. But as of course as a computer, it would make make it a little bit harder for him to keep going. But I just think that he would with you know he has his medical knowledge, so he would certainly be useful. You mean Simon or the hologram? No, the hologram. Right. Well. Okay, actually, I think in terms of people who could handle being on Serenity, I think Chakotay could as well. Yeah, like, probably. I mean, Chakotay is one of these people. He's he is probably bound by you know the whole queen and country thing. You know, probably probably it very possibly could be in the alliance. But you know, he he was a very like per, like he had a very like personal story. You know what I mean? Like he was he was very principled, and I feel like if he felt the principles could go one way or whatever, he would be on Serenity. You know what I mean? Right. So, well, remember the Maquis. Based off of the similarly named Maquis, which was a, part, a French revolutionary terrorist group, was all about fighting against like the Kardashians, like <laughs> even during peacetime. We so, should we should we should make clear of of uh, of who we're talking. About. We're talking about the Kardashians, right? Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> the uh, like when we have keeping up with the Kardashians. That's right. <laughs> I feel like I, I've actually no. I think I think I think you're right. I think that Chicote would would definitely be a brown coat. Like, and, there's no question of and that. In fact, in fact, he may because he is kind of a good balance to Janeway. He may be a good. He may be like if he came with Janeway. First of all, he may be able to fend people off from from uh, mutinying against uh, Janeway. Um, and second of all, he may be able to help her out. You know, in trying to do what she does, but you know. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about our so-called topic, which was, is there something called a fake nerd? Can you actually not be a real nerd? Okay. What do you mean by that? Oh, I think actually I know what you mean by it. What I mean I is... Think... Okay, well, yes. Do you, do you mean a poser? Like someone who's pretending to be a nerd, but doesn't actually have, is not like an authentic nerd because they don't, they don't have like nerd cred. Well, sort of, but I also mean if someone calls themselves a nerd, but it's sincere, 
is it still something that you can say you're not a nerd? Um, hmm. So would we consider, all right, what, what's like the, the, the age, uh, what was it? Like, like where, where does, uh, how, okay. How young is, uh, do you have to be where you're not really a nerd and you're just an obsessive little kid is like four or five. Cause where I was going with this is, do you think like the little kids that are into like the newer Star Wars stuff, like the, uh, what are, what are they called? Clone yeah, Wars. Clone Wars, right. I'm just giving that as an example. Like, are, are they like posers or whatever? Are they like fake nerds? I don't really think you could be a poser when you're that young because you don't really have a concept of irony. Okay, so what's, what's the, what's the, what's the limit? Like, what's the, uh, where's the, uh, bar, so to speak? Well, I'm not really thinking so much in terms of kids. Okay. I guess a team could be a poser because at that point that can definitely happen. Okay. I think um, I think you've got to be at least in your in your teens to become a nerd because before that there's not really so much of a concept of people being cool and I kind of feel like being nerdy in, in at least partly has to be defined in opposition to being cool. You guys can disagree with me if you want. Ah, but, actually yeah, but sorry. but at least at least you know at that age, I I kind of feel like being nerdy and being cool don't really go together. Interesting. Well, okay. There, there, there are a couple things. First of all, I mean, Sam, you've spoken a few times about like the whole thing with nerdy, like as opposed to being opposite of cool. But the thing is, the definition of like nerdiness and things like that has changed a little bit. Because you have more people, first of all, speaking openly about, oh, I'm really nerdy about this or that, which actually may relate to our topic. Um, second, uh, second of all, I think this actually kind of relates to, remember when we were finishing up last time when we were talking about, um, the difference between like hipsters and nerds, uh, mm-hmm. even though we're not getting so specific, that's kind of an example because there are people who are into things as, as a, as a fad and, and I can think of examples in music. I can definitely think of that. I mean, there are just numerous examples of, of people getting into a band or an artist or whatnot because it's really cool. I mean, that happens all the time. You know, um, but the thing is, I think we should disqualify music at this point because music's very ingrained in, in, in music's got its own sort of thing where it's like their entire, um, you know, uh, like, like being up to date with the latest music is very ingrained in our culture anyway. So it's not as much of a nerdy thing. I, I think it's much more rare, uh, or it could make a little more sense if we have something that's in those other nerdy categories. Am I making sense? Uh, okay. Well, I guess when you think about what people think of as a nerd... And Craig's here. And Craig's here. Hey, guys. Excellent. What's up, Craig? Ask Craig if... The answer is no. His fi- ask Craig who his favorite Ninja Turtle is. Leonardo. Wrong. <laughs> the answer... It was a trick question. The answer was Splinter. That's right, Craig. Uh, uh, yes, but Splinter wasn't a turtle. So if you're going to say a Ninja Turtle, you can say a Ninja Rat... Sensei, you said Ninja Turtle. So. I think we can all agree that the turtles are nothing without Splinter. They've right. just been a bunch of weird mutants. That is agreed. Yeah. Okay, but then then could you have said, like, April? Like, is April one of the Ninja Turtles? Yes. Okay, what about Bebop and Rocksteady? Sure, but that would have been wrong. No, you didn't say the show the Ninja Turtles. Like, I, it sort of makes sense to say April or Splinter because they're on the Ninja Turtles team, but... But they're not, but 
Yeah, but let's, the whole, the whole, let's, let's be let's honest here. The Bebop and Rocksteady are basically a part of the team. They're never going to hurt each other. What, what constitutes a Ninja Turtle? That's what I want to know. Um, Davy Jones? How do we yes. feel about him? So I, yes? I'd say yes. Did you hear Craig's question? Yeah, he said, how do we define who is or what is a Ninja Turtle? Right. Uh, you have to like pizza. <laughs> you have to be... Uh, it would be totally happening. There's definitely no anchovies on the pizza. <laughs> no anchovies. <laughs> <laughs> totally righteous, dude. You have to be a surfer hipster, meaning right. you're like, I used to surf back uh back, we did sewers. Back but, when uh, I was a a human, when I which I never was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to surf in the sewers, you know, uh, it w- w- on feces. I think mm. you have you have to have had an accident with mutagen at least once in your life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess that goes without saying. Well, I just said it. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. why. I didn't with, 